335, Jeff Cass, News Radio, WRVA. So, I've got some very, 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 very good news. I was just sort of spitballing live on the air, which can be dangerous, but the reality is, I've got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm off the rest of the week, so I'm sort of in that vacation mindset. But it occurred to me, I always heard Rush do his Thanksgiving story. Right? Again, I've been doing this for 30 years. And uh, the bulk of it at this point, uh, recent history, and it was been in the afternoon, so I always I would follow him and I'd hear him do it. And I thought, well, man, we're not going to hear it this year. So here's what happened. Uh, my boss said, hey, we've got the audio. We absolutely can play it. So Ryan, as we speak, is uh, cleaning it up, making sure that it's ready to go. And you can, you can mark this down. Make sure you are here uh, at 5.05. At 5.05, we're going to roll into it. We'll listen to uh, Russia's Thanksgiving story, which I think means a lot. Well, I know it means a lot to me. And uh, I think it means a lot to people, certainly based on all the texts coming in at 833-804-1140. We've got what could be a major disruption to the tune of billions of dollars in the economy, in the supply chain. Remember that big, uh, the, the railroad issue? Remember we were told it's all settled, everybody agreed? Well, apparently that's not the case. And we could be looking at a major, major, major railroad strike coming up, what, next week? Jeff Smith is the uh, department chair over at the VCU Studies Supply Chain uh, Management and Analytics. I'm happy to say that he's here. Uh, Professor, thank you very much for being here. Yes, it's my pleasure. Tell me a little bit. What, what is really going on? And first question, man, I thought this was all settled like a month or two ago. Well, everyone thought it was settled because they put a pause on the strike deadline so that they could have more time to negotiate. But all that did was just move the deadline back. So in the meantime, you've had railroad companies and I think it's 12 different unions that all have to come together and form some sort of agreement to get this settled. All right, so you got 12 different unions. I mean, is everybody's position the same? Hey, we want more money for less hours, or is it slightly more complicated than that? It's more complicated because from the proposal that was put on the table for all of the unions, because they're representing different entities that work in the rail industry, some have already ratified it and okayed it, while others have not. And there are still, I think, two unions left to vote. I think they vote uh, early next week. So it's different conditions for each group. So you're not just negotiating one base um, issue. It's, you know, you've got the engineers, you've got the people that offload and onload, so all these different groups that are represented and each have their own interest points. Oh, geez. So, so what are some of the, the, the stumbling blocks as you're analyzing this? Well, some of the stuff I've seen, it's always, you know, salary's always an issue, but I think yeah. that's probably the easiest thing to come to because I think that there is kind of a base agreement among many of those components. Okay. But now you're starting to get into the nuance pieces like sick leave and when you're allowed to take sick leave and how that is constituted and what different vacation points there are. So it's now, to me, it's largely into the final details, but yeah. those final details can cause delays in the final agreement. So I guess the question becomes, what happens if these two unions say, hey, uh, we really are going on strike? Can, can these other workers cover for them or is everything shutting down? Typically what would happen, and I think this is <clears throat> the last time they went on strike. I think they went on strike la- the last time for two days 
but it was two or three of the unions were holdups. The other unions will really, well, will typically walk in solidarity. So it's it's rare that they're going to go against the concept of the general union Mm -hmm. and just go to work and, and make up for them. And some of the people aren't skilled to do those jobs either. Okay, and 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 what are what are the impacts going to be to the rest of us? Because there are a lot of people, uh, uh, Jeff, that are sitting back going, "Hey, uh, I don't know, I don't ride the train, I don't live uh, near a train track. I mean, I live in Ashland, so I know trains sure. are out." You there see the too. trains every day, then? Yeah, yes. Exactly. Uh, but but other folks are going, "Hey, I I haven't seen a train in a year. What do I care? Should they care?" Yes, and I, I say that because if you really look at the numbers and in, in terms of what actually moves via rail. At any given point, it's 30 to 40% of total goods move on rails in some form. Wow. So if you take those off and try to put those on trucks, yep. I mean, you're talking a quarter of a million more trucks needed. Wow. And we, we don't have that many trucks, so now you're going to have delays everywhere. Yep. And it's, it's not – I don't think it's going to impact, for instance, the Christmas gifts. Okay. Most of those are kind of already in place. Right. But it will impact significantly the ability to get food. That's a problem. (laughs) You know, food is a limited shelf life entity, so you can't just ship and store forever. Right. Um, You're going to start running into gas because a lot of gasoline and and different chemicals move via the trains. So it's those kind of commodity type of issues that we're going to see that are hit that impact bigger uh, decisions that we it will significantly impact our everyday life. I want to, I want to remind everybody, Jeff Smith is joining us. He is the uh, the chair of the VCU department. I want to get this right, uh, Supply Chain Management and Analytics. I don't want to leave anything out. It's a long title. Uh, yes, you are, you are, we are a very diverse group, so yes. <laughs> I'm just going to call you Jeff because that I could do. That's perfect. I have no problem with that. <laughs> but uh, when, when you're looking at this and you're talking about uh, – dangers to the to the food supply you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, limiting uh, gasoline supply is there then a role for the federal government is this nlrb territory is it a mediation and conciliation or is the railroad uh industry the railroad world just separate from everything it still has regulation and it still has influence coming from governmental entities so okay. what then this is what happened the last time when we were up against the deadline You know, the government steps in and says, hey, let's push this back, see if we can bring everybody to the table and negotiate and kind of let them do it on their own. Right. And the government is trying to influence that again. Just you guys come to terms and make this happen. If a strike does happen, the government actually can step in and kind of force the situation Mm -hmm. because of the massive impact it would have on our day to day economy. I wonder, though, uh, if you are the Biden administration and you are, you know, you're very friendly to labor unions. I mean, it would be a mm-hmm. very different mindset, I would think, than, uh, I mean, I'm old enough to remember President Reagan telling the air traffic controllers, thanks, clean out your desks, you're done. I, yes. I mean, I don't see yes. that sort of thing happening, right? I think I think this administration is more union friendly, yeah. so would try to help kind of ne- negotiate and be an arbiter between the two entities to find a, a more amicable solution. Okay. But I think if this becomes long-term, you're going to see harder decisions that need to be made. Wow. Do you do predictions? Can you tell what, what what's your sense? I mean, this is what you do day in and day out. You're analyzing it. What just, what's your gut sense on this? Uh, getting I, I think, a, I think a deal gets done. Yeah. Okay. And I, I say that because the stakes are so high for the general population 
and yep. for our economy as a whole, and especially because we're teetering back and forth on whether or not we're recession or not. Right. So this this would really push us down the recession path. And okay. I don't think anyone wants that to happen. So I, I do think a deal gets done. There may be – I could see a strike happen for a day or two. Okay. I don't think it's going to be – and this is just me surmising. I yeah. don't think it's going to be long-term. Does it impact uh, commuter trains at all, Amtrak or other regional? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what will happen and what happened the last time is as the deadline grew closer, Amtrak stopped service. Because they didn't want something to happen where the train systems got shut down and people were stranded. So they they kind of preemptively, I think it was like four days out, five days out, they said, we're not going to, no one else is traveling via Amtrak. So as we, I think December 2nd is the deadline this time. So you might see Amtrak scale back before that if they don't see a, a potential deal in place. It's incredible. Hey, I, I really appreciate you taking the time for us. Would you mind if sure. we touch base again as we move forward with this and get an update? Anytime you want, just give, I mean, you now have my phone number. Feel free to give me a call or shoot me an email. I'm happy to help. All right. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate you being here. That's uh, Professor Jeff Smith. He is the chair of the VCU Department Supply Chain Management and Analytics. Again, I thought this was all done, the train strike, but uh, it's the real deal, and you could be impacted. Now, I do have some happy news that I want to pass along. Right after the 5 o'clock news, we are going to share with you the Rush Limbaugh Thanksgiving story. All right, Rush told this story, it was every year, right? As I recall, it was every year that he shared this, because it needs to be heard. We sometimes forget things, and now that we have these legacy news media hacks just laser beam focused on destroying anything and everything that is uh, uh, pro-America in any fashion, you really have to tell this story, right? The first attempt with the early settlers was socialism, and it failed miserably, and people died. Second attempt? Hey, listen. We're going to try out this uh, dreaded free market, uh, private enterprise, if you will. Everybody ate, flourished. The community uh, uh, was strong. So as I said, I, I didn't feel right simply sharing it myself. And I think that's because I'm a radio guy. Now, there might be other people who are not really radio guys. Listen, if you're a radio guy, you've worked at multiple radio stations and you've traveled around the country. That's a radio guy. And those of us who are radio guys, Greg, my, my boss, is a radio guy. Uh, uh, Bennett, my big, big boss, is a radio guy, right? I mean, and I just, I'm telling you, I, I just wouldn't feel right. It's like, oh, my God, no, he owns that. That's his. But it is a story that needs to be heard. So we can now share. So we're going to share it right after the 5 o'clock news. Please do not Miss it. It is 345. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA.